0: I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me. Help. Help. Good morning, morning, Professor. what
1: here in the manly warthog man cave? I'm assuming we're okay. Uh, not seeing my picture just yet of myself, but I'm um, going to keep talking until I think uh hear negative. Uh,
0: Uh, Are we up on running production? Okay, good. With the picture going?
1: Okay. All right. Today's title of the show is Thorny Issues. Boy, there are a lot of thorny issues that are are going on locally and uh, statewide, nationally, you name it. I don't want to kind of go into them today. Uh, We talked about some things yesterday that uh, were a very good summation of... um, an analysis of where we are as a country. And uh, maybe today we can talk a little bit more locally on some of the things that, uh, as soon as I see that we have a picture coming up, it was sent to me by one of the research teams, I'm gonna launch into that story. Uh, Right now, I don't see it. I don't see my own self on my own screen. So
0: um, maybe we'll hang out here a second and see what happens. I'm not seeing anything because I'm getting assigned. the bandwidth is low. There we go. There we go. There's some picture.
1: And uh, I'm assuming in a moment we'll have this picture of the Lawrence Poe Facebook post. I think this is what this is. It was sent to me by a research team member. There we go. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I don't know if you can read that, but this was sent to me by a troubled soul here who is a member of our community research team. All of you are members of our community research team. But by the way, we're in the manly warthog man cave here. And you're listening to Professor Ward Scott in the Milton Law studio. uh, And we're protected by crime prevention, of course. So here we are. uh, uh, You all are very keen to what the dysfunctional nature is of the Gainesville City Commission. I keep hearing uh, text messages and conversations about it. And uh, this was sent to me by someone who is troubled by this because this person is well-connected in the Department of Transportation and Department of Transportation is uh, incorrectly getting the blame for the configuration of South Main Street. Um, South Main Street was uh, traded off to the city years ago because the Department of Transportation said, we do not take care of the two, if you two lane that road, uh, we're not going to be responsible for it. You may as a city there for assume responsibility. So if you take a look at the road of Main Street, just south of University Avenue, Tulane, uh, that's the city's possession and care and duty now. And that road really gets confusing, especially when you get down south of Depot Road and get to the attempt there by the city fathers, designers, planners, whatever you want to call them, to squeeze out an area that has always been in the city of Gainesville, basically business and industrialization. Uh, Denny Concrete was there, uh, Grady Cabinets, uh, uh, there was a body repair shop there, a number of other things. Uh, On on to the east is Lewis Oil, our sponsor for the weather. They've been there forever, and they have a Chevron station at Southwest 16th Avenue and South Main that has been affected um, by this nightmare configuration right there by the Cade Museum all the way down to Southwest 16th. It is really not very friendly for automobiles, I mean, all nine yards. In fact, when you park in the Cade Museum parking lot, you have to back into the darn thing. It is really strange uh, how you do it. But here, Poe has said another tragic and preventable death on one of our state roads in Gainesville. Uh, these roads are dangerous by design and can only be fixed by changing how our state DOT views urban roads. Um, and let me tell you something. Um, that is absolutely wrong. And this is the mayor of the town who doesn't understand what the town owns uh, and makes a loudmouth remark like this on the city uh, about the, the road on a Facebook page that is absolutely goofy. Um, I just want to put that in the public record on the show here and allow you to think about it. It is uh, Crazy, but it's not crazy given the craziness of this city commission that is grossly kind of unprepared to do its job and perpetuates its own mediocrity, it seems, in perpetuity. It's um, badly mistaken here if they think that this road was uh, designed this way, was constructed this way by the Department of Transportation. They would never do this. This is the city did this. And they did it for some esoteric reason, I guess, for some traffic calming, or Lord knows why they did it. Uh, nobody can ever reason with them. I know people kept saying from the Lewis Oil Company that we can't turn around. Uh, we don't. If you do the road this way, we can't comfortably get our fuel trucks in there to refuel that station at Southwest Sixteenth Avenue. They actually wanted Lewis Oil, if I have the story correctly, to abandon that uh, place on Southwest. A station on Southwest Sixteenth Avenue. Uh, what do you? What do you? For what? For what are you talking about? You have nothing. You have no stake in the game for crying out loud. Why do you think that would even remotely make sense to somebody who's in business that for your, uh, uh, I, I guess, uh, some sort of ideological reason uh, you now uh, think that um, you have got the the right to tell businesses to take a hike because uh, you've got some plan in mind that's going to make this just the real deal i mean this is the thing that is going to really change the world and make everything a much more uh um uh, uh you know what i don't know what nice for people the reason this came up is because there was a pedestrian i think on a bicycle that was was uh, was killed there and uh Uh, Then this became a kind of an avalanche of blame that it it belonged to uh, uh, the Department of Transportation to assume this responsibility and to take this blame. Why, you know, hello, uh, that's uh, not white work. That's not accurate. That's not where we're coming from. So I very much appreciate the um, research team member of there from the community who knows the DOT world, believe me, very, 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 very well to um, send me this image of post comments on Facebook. I did not have the link. Apparently it has a link in it to the Gainesville Sun article. I'll have to probably take a look at that and see how badly the Gainesville Sun has perpetuated this foolishness. So um, that was the opening salvo I wanted to get in uh, right now of what's going on in the maddening governance of the city of Gainesville. Um, Production, may I see a bigger picture now of myself? I'm looking at this screen and uh, trying to always
0: find out where things are and whether we're going uh, live and everything's fine. We're okay. Right, production? Okay. Can you, can you get me a full screen picture, please, sir? Of the show, i am just got a narrow, small screen right now.
1: We are going to look into, um, and it's really neither here nor there if I have a full one, but it's nicer if I can see it. Um, We're going to look into now some uh, things that are going on in the uh, voting irregularity world uh, that we have been largely responsible for investigating here on the Ward Scott files, working with our investigator uh, Mark Glazer. I want to give you a little bit of update on what's going on uh, with that because the situation is uh, continuing, but you're not hearing much about it in the news. And it's not a popular story, of course. And our approach is not one, which is uh, sort of sanctioned and approved of by uh, the people who want to write the proper narrative about how things are going in the voting world. You know, there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of race card being played. There's a lot at stake in these conversations about voting. And I thought I'd bring you up to date a little bit on the latest kinds of uh, discussions that are going on locally. Now, of interest perhaps to you who've been following this case is yesterday in the court here here in uh, in our area in our in our court down, courtroom downtown, there was a gentleman who uh, is uh, uh, convicted. OK, convicted felon. I'm going to go into this story very carefully for you and I'll let you ponder this and come to your own conclusions. There is a
0: uh, armed robbery conviction, this gentleman, uh,
1: for robbing Bojangles um, 10
0: years ago for a gunpoint. Uh, well, no. In 2019, he
1: was convicted of robbing, robber, robbing Bo Jangles at gunpoint. I think Bo Jangles is down on Archer Road. Uh, he got
0: 10 years in the Slammer for that. He's an eight time convicted felon. Now, let me just slow down here a minute. As I've said before, you have to work. Hard at your business of crime to actually accomplish the status of felon for starters, and then you have to work even harder to reach the status of convicted felon. So here's a gentleman. Eight times he's made the honor roll. Eight times. Eight-time convicted fellow. He owes thousands and thousands of dollars to his victims. You never hear mentioned in this voter argument, discussion, about the victims. You never hear anything about it. Oh, well, Bojangles, they're business. They can take it. They can handle it.
1: I don't have all the rap sheet here in front of me. Eight times this dude took
0: something that wasn't his violently. Got to the place where that's his life. He's in the big house. But he's not really unsavvy he has demanded a jury trial now our witness who was in the courtroom yesterday and watched all this and gave me these notes said that at his public defender didn't see why he wanted a jury trial when he's guilty And there's some deal that Kramer's office had offered him for his sentence to run perhaps concurrently. But you know, he could lose gain time as I understand. He knows all these ins and outs better than I do for sure. So he's Demanding a jury trial, and he's going to get it. And what this is going to show. Will be interesting because there will be lots of depositions. Now, you have to ask yourself. Why would his public defender and why would the state attorney. Prefer. That he not get a jury trial. Not
1: ask for one. I mean, he's guilty. Why don't you just get along down the road, little doggy? You're an eight-time convicted felon. Well, for one thing, while he's waiting on that jury trial, which is gonna be pushed out at least to February of 2023, according to the notes
0: taken in the courtroom, he'll remain in the county jug and not the big slammer up the road at Rayford. So mama didn't raise no fool. He'd prefer to be in the county jug waiting trial. What difference? It's a better place. Oh, well, I heard the county jails is terrible. Well, this guy doesn't think so. He's a professional criminal. He prefers a county jug. So there's gonna be lots of depositions. Unless, you know, there's an enormous pressure to put on the dude to not demand his trial because these depositions are gonna be a TJ Pichet. our very own supervisor of elections, Kim Barton, and who knows how many people. Who knows how many people? Now, he was charged in late March. So those of you who wonder about justice. He was charged in late March. He came to our local jug in July. He'd been languishing in the jug until yesterday. Here in December. When he goes in and refuses to be denied, his opportunity to tell his side of the story, which no doubt you'd have to suspect would be, they made me do it. They came in and told me I could do it. Now you have to wonder if T.J. Pichet had not gone into the
1: jug and found this gentleman, Would he have ever
0: under his own initiative gone looking for the voting booth being already an eight-time convicted felon an armed robber a professional criminal do you think you reasonable people who are listening and watching that it is reasonable that this professional criminal would have beat his tin cup on the jail bars demanding a right to have a ballot slip. I mean, do you think so? Or do you think perhaps the gentleman who ended up taking the Fifth Amendment when asked about it came in there looking for every single vote he could get anywhere he could get it because, yes, friends, yes, friends, and we've studied this, demographics show that there is a high correlation between race and crime. I'm sorry, don't blame me. I'm just reporting to you the data. Yes, there is a high correlation between race and crime. And you wanna spin it so that, well, the
1: only reason they do what they do. only reason this gentleman went into Bojangles, I'm just gonna invent a possible scenario, is Bojangles is owned by white guys and sells to white people. I've never been in Bojangles, so I don't know. And therefore, rips off minorities, and
0: therefore, this fellow who is a minority, you follow the logical fallacies here? Has every right to go into Bojangles Carrying a weapon, a gun, and hold the place up. It's owed to him. See, that's the defense the liberal left would give you for this gentleman's running the money that was in the Joe Bangle, Bang- Jangles till into his pocket. I mean, they would have you believe that. That it was morally righteous for this gentleman to go to Bojangles. And I don't even know what the other eight felonies were. But from the progressive left argument, who, whomever this fellow accosted and
1: committed these felonies on, deserved it, if you want to look at it through the race prism.
0: They had it coming to them because as Obama said, you didn't build that. What he really implied was poor people built it and you're profiting from it. That's what he was really saying. You have to understand code. That's what he was really saying. So there are going to be lots of depositions. Nobody wants them because they don't know what's going to come out in them.
1: It's pushed out to February. He was charged in late March.
0: He came to our jug in July. He's losing gain time. Now let's just go over what the Ward Scott files
1: working with Mr. Glazer. Just what we have done
0: in terms of uncovering situations like this. In Olachwell County in March there were 10 arrested at the Wartscott Files investigator and show found that wasn't all that difficult that the supervisor elections
1: couldn't find the state attorney's office couldn't find and the governor didn't even know about because he didn't even have a crime he didn't even have any kind of uh, Elections Crimes
0: and Security Committee I hadn't even dreamt of it yet. So there are 10 arrested in March. So far, there have been five convicted. And of course, there are five pending, of whom this guy is one. In Duval County in April, our investigation showed up.
1: One was arrested, one was convicted. In Seminole County in July
0: there were we have four arrested from our investigations three are pending and one is deceased There you go Now I thought I'd already give you that election update on what's been going on because you won't hear about it in the Gainesville sunset. You won't hear about it on the local news media.
1: This is really very serious stuff because what you will hear about, I'm gonna go into here, is you'll hear, oh my golly, this is voter suppression. Uh, This is awful, this is awful. Um, Here is an article, for example, comes out of Tallahassee. Uh, Let me just sort of share it with you.
0: They always start it with some dramatic opening. that's misleading. Will Forrester wants to vote, but he's not sure he's eligible because of a previous felony conviction. Well, Will, you're not eligible. It's pretty easy to find that out. He has an outstanding, according to the article, $965 fine. He cannot afford to pay. He can't afford to pay. A woe is me. All this is all that's keeping him from being an upstanding citizen. They don't even go into the story. about how he came to be a convicted felon. I told you that's not an easy hill to climb. You've got the liberal judicial system. You've got the liberal liberal liars. Lawyers. So he says, I'd be scared to vote. Well, no kidding. No kidding. And then, of course, it's Governor DeSantis. They use the verbs. In August, Governor Ron
1: DeSantis touted, touted, in other words, thumped his chest. Is that what we're trying? See how we pitted this hapless soul who can't come up with 965
0: bucks against the governor? first arrest caused by his election crimes unit. No, they weren't caused. They were found. The election crimes unit did not cause the hapless soul, in this case, Mr. Forrester, to commit a felony. Did they? Now the larger question perhaps for responsible media is
1: why would any responsible reporter and newspaper phrase this stuff this way? Can you read between the lines? You know, when I was teaching the students poetry, they always say, well, how do you read between the lines? That's how they think you come to understand. How do you read between the lines here?
0: It takes some common sense, doesn't it? Governor Anderson touted the first arrest caused by his election crimes
1: unit. Its investigation led to voting charges for 20 people. Many of those arrested said they registered and voted because
0: they had been told they were eligible Okay, let's find out who told them. Was it an agent of the supervisor of elections? In the local case, T.J. Pichet, who took the Fifth Amendment? Most of these cases are pending in local courts. But the arrest prompted a national outcry and caused more confusion. No, it didn't. In fact, the data shows it didn't cause any confusion. It caused far, far fewer Democrats to vote.
1: We've been studying this, and I can get you the numbers. Far,
0: far fewer Democrats to vote in these midterm elections, I think 900,000. Hey, why? Was it because they thought they might get caught? I just asked the question, we'll get to the bottom of it sooner or later, but you won't get to the bottom of it through the media. Voting rights advocates. And these people are all women's, I forgot what they call
1: them here, the women's something or other for whatever. These kind of groups. Women, voting rights advocates and others. See how you, you don't know who the others are. Voting rights advocates and others. Say the arrest discouraged the tens of thousands of potentially eligible voters with felony records. To not take part. There's a split infinitive. It should be not to take part. Not to not take part. It should be not to take part. It's just just, these people are
0: operationally, grammatically illiterate um, in midterm elections. Then they say I have to, I have to do this because I'm trying to help you understand
1: how much misinformation there is. Listen to this. We know that registered voters with prior convictions and even people who are fully eligible to vote such as people who only have a misdemeanor are concerned or even scared about getting in trouble if they cast a Are you kidding me? This is Amy Keith, the program director of Common Cause Florida. Are you kidding me?
0: You cannot be serious, Amy Keith. You cannot be serious. Then they go off the rails here
1: and venture into something that has nothing to do with the issue.
0: And that is whether or not Black congressional districts had lower turnout because of stricter voting laws. Well, if you're going to create a black district and there's a correlation between, unfortunately, it's there, blacks and crimes, then yes. It will result in lower voter turnout. I mean, what do you think? How about stopping the crime? And nobody said if you were a convicted felon, you couldn't vote. You just got to pay back what you took. Doesn't that seem fair? Doesn't that make any sense at all? They're acting as if, oh, you'll never be able to drive again. You can vote, just pay back what you took. These fears were realized when DeSantis announced the voting beep arrests in August. 15 of the 20 charged are black. Well, it's not the Santa's fault. These newspaper people are absolutely immoral. Absolutely immoral. I'd even go so far as to say unethical. And I'd even go so far as to say they're
1: actually teaching it in the university, they're either teaching it or they're
0: teaching their students to be absolutely uninquisitive. See, I think you can go through the motions and get a degree.
1: I think you can get a, go through the motions and get a graduate degree. You don't have to think,
0: you just follow the prescription that's laid out in front of you. You don't have to think. In fact, it might be harmful to think. Because what you think might be contrary to what they're teaching, which is what? Intellectual curiosity? No, I don't think so. No, 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 I don't think so. I see it everywhere, everywhere. Kind of a lethargy, kind of a disinterest. You know, just kind of a, here I am, tell me what to do. Nothing original. Don't learn from the situation. And you want to, okay, so you want to blame it on youth. No, it's not youth. It's not youth. It's what you demand of them. It's what you demand of them. If they can respond and rise to what you demand, Isn't that what it's about? So we're we're covered up with this slew of bad reporting. Get back in a moment at the bottom of our break.
1: I want to go into Georgia a little bit with you. Words God and the Words God files. Be right back. the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Ward Scott Files Gold Sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On-the-Spot Dry Cleaners, r and Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.awardscotfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner
0: wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, thanks. Oh, fuck. Help me! Help! Help! Now for the weather brought to you by Lewis Oil. Welcome back to Ward Scott Files and Ward's weather report brought to you by, of course,
1: uh, Lewis Oil. We just talked about Lewis Oil and we went to Lewis and The problems that the city's configuration of South Main Street caused her uh, with her Chevron station at Southwest 16th Avenue and Main Street. And and it fell on deaf ears. Um, 63 degrees here in the piney woods of north central Florida in God's country. And we're having a wonderful weather. Um, The cows are not eating the hay. And that tells me that there's grass growing. I look out and I see some greens and out there and those cows got their heads down. It's always a wonderful feeling when uh, the cows have got their heads down on the pasture, eating from the pasture, because that means we don't have to haul the hay, pay for the hay, and all that business, which is tremendously expensive now because of inflation and price of fertilizer and all the above, price of diesel fuel, uh, all those things, and it's made your products in the grocery store much more expensive. The egg, as I say, has doubled in price from $0.25 an egg to $0.50 an egg, And on and on and on. Um, So we've got a pretty good weather here right now. We expect to have it so. Uh, Throughout the United States, there's still places that get uh, rain and dump, but nothing really heavy going on. So I don't really have a lot of of, um, irritating reports here about the weather. We're still moving our sun south on my tree line. And before long, uh, I think it's December 17th. I'll have to look that up and inform you of it it will begin its trek back north along the tree line. And um, that's how I'll know what season it is. It's kind of funny in the breakfast nook, uh, I now have to pull the blind of the window farthest to the south where the sun comes in. And as that sun moves up, we'll leave that breakfast blind open and we'll close the middle breakfast line and it, uh, blind. And then as it moves north, we'll close the northernmost breakfast blind. And we'll be able to tell what the weather is without knowing what the calendar says, uh, what the season is, that is not knowing what the calendar says. So um, sun rising at 11, 7, 11 a.m. here and setting at 5.30 on our Eastern Standard Time. Don't get me started on Standard and Daylight. I just get irked about that. All right, right, we're back on our news beat here and trying to discuss things with you that will help you be a better informed member of our community. Um, hopefully it will be Uh, something that you can think about or uh, talk a little bit more uh, relevant about in your discussions. But uh, um, the the big thing, you know, there's been a lot written about Georgia. And of course, I'm going to predict, of course, that uh, the Republican candidate Walker will lose. Um, I'm not even, I don't even feel like I'm going out on a limb to say that. You know, the North has been trying to uh, uh, reconfigure Georgia in the image of the north rather than the south ever since uh, Sherman burned Atlanta. And that burning of Atlanta is a big deal. You know, that's an American city that an American burnt.
0: And that was what it took to win. Because it was their home. Now, you see the same thing going on right now in Ukraine. Why haven't the people in Ukraine quit? Why haven't they given up against the superior power, military might of the Russians, which would be far superior if were not for us intervening? And remember, the South always thought England would intervene on their side. And England never did. And if the United States did not participate in this
1: Ukraine thing, Russia would have just demolished Ukraine a long time ago. And it's kind of strange what we get involved in. We leave the largest base in in that whole area. Just leave it in Afghanistan. Leave all that military. It's unbelievable what we did there. I mean, you know, Yesterday, Victor Davis Hansen brings it up.
0: Let me see how he said it. It was just, it was just ama- amazing. Uh, Abandon Afghanistan in shame,
1: leave behind thousands of loyal Afghan allies, billions of dollars in equipment, a billion dollar embassy, and the largest air base in central. Asia. Huh? Huh, huh, huh? So nobody
0: came in to help Georgia. And the saying is that there was not enough food between a, Atlanta and Savannah for a crow to live. Everything was burnt. There was one town there in Georgia that was saved and, I, and maybe Ken can help me remember it <clears throat>
1: because when the northern troops came in there was a classmate there in that town who'd gone to West Point with the commander and he rode out on his horse and met the commander on his and they recognized each other from class and he Begged them not to burn that town. I'm going to remember that town in a minute. So consequently, I still have a lot of the antebellum houses and all that there. And that, that the northern commander reined his horse and directed his troops around that town. must have been a tremendously dramatic moment. If I were making a movie, I'd have that, that moment in there. But in order to subdue the South, they had to absolutely burn the South to the ground. Because as I say, you came into our home and people will defend their home to the death and you see it in Ukraine.
0: Russia, you've come into our home and you're going to have to annihilate us to take us. We'll fight to the death. Well, really, the job is just about complete in Georgia. You do have a Republican governor. Thank goodness for that. But in the federal system. This would be the capstone. To take finally control of Georgia and Senate. And I predict it's going to happen. They have besmirched and be written and derided and demeaned and mocked and Walker, Nowhere do I suspect have you ever heard what the
1: real issues are. It's all been personal attacks.
0: And now comes, of course, uh, let the New York Times wade into this. And they will say that uh, one of the ways in which the Republicans have been trying to nullify this is by intimidating absentee voting. Well, we know from our studies that absentee voting and voting by mail is absolutely unaccountable. Victor Davis Hanson even mentions that himself. Destroy the public trust in its elections.
1: Render election day irrelevant. Make proper
0: auditing of 110 million mail-in early ballots impossible. Normalize ballot harvesting. And curing. And what is that?
1: That is a way to destroy the United States, he says. So now you're going to hear. This is just preparation in case for some reason, somehow
0: things did not do do not go Warnock's way. Which they will. You get ready if you're on the left to blame the Republicans for suppressing voting. For suppressing an expansion of voting laws. This is what the media is preparing to do
1: just in case. Now, you see suppression
0: of voting laws is code for suppressing the black vote. Biden has called
1: the Georgia voting world the Jim Crow of the 21st century. Major League Baseball even moved its all-star game out of suburbia,
0: Atlanta, over this kind of gobbledygook. So get ready for that. The law shortened the period, they're complaining
1: about this, between the general election and a runoff from nine weeks to four. Why in the world does it take four weeks for there to be a runoff? I mean, it's agonizingly crazy. They're saying that shortening it from nine weeks to four has given Walker a better chance of beating Warnock. This is what I'm trying to say to you once again is the media. It is preparing you to hear an onslaught of criticism about the Republicans should, by the rarest of chances, Herschel Walker win.
0: Because if Herschel Walker wins, Georgia still has a gasp. Still hasn't totally been destroyed, almost completely, starting with the burning of Atlanta in my scenario here but not quite completely. So the job is, let's get it. Now, Ken mentions my buddy in Atlanta, voter turnout, but voter
1: turnout is the early voter turnout.
0: The data shows that the Democrats have learned how to use To their advantage, the early
1: voter turnout, because the early voter, quote unquote, turnout is done by mail and absentee ballots. Republicans, and even Walker has been saying this, tend to vote on the day of the election. There's a big article in the Wall Street Journal That suggests maybe the Republicans, rather than fighting them, should join them and start farming absentee ballots and harvesting them the way the Democrats have been doing instead of fighting a losing battle when you've got the Oval Office and the popular media preaching that you're exercising voter suppression by criticizing elongated weeks and ways of voting. Because the more you elongate it
0: and the more you abstract it, the less accountable it is. Now, Georgia's tried. They've given the voters fewer
1: days to request a mail-in ballot. And
0: the whole argument is, well, this avoids long lines. Well, you see, there is a real effort to burn voting day. To fix it so that it is no longer a voting day.
1: It's just got to be done away with because it's that way it's accountable. Yes,
0: there's long lines. And of course, get the press, as Victor Davis Hansen says, label
1: anybody who objects to elongated abstract voting methods. Label them election denialists,
0: insurrectionists, democracy destroyers. And that's been going on. Now, I started the show with an accountability of what
1: we know locally and what we can testify to locally as valid. And so we've got the data and we
0: know it better than anybody else even better than Sanders' office. I want you to think about that. I predict that,
1: of course, what I said uh, will come true, and that is that uh, Warnock will win and Walker will lose, and that will stick a fork in the state of Georgia. Well, one thing I want to get into before we get out of here is there is uh, another struggle going on for the progressive narrative,
0: if you will, um, at the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court um, is going to take up a couple of cases immediately
1: here that are pretty
0: Pretty interesting, but there's already been an attempt to get Justice Amy Coney Barrett to recuse herself from the Supreme
1: Court case where free speech versus LGBTQWXYZ rights
0: because she is a Christian. Now, let's apply this logic. It's really kind of a thorny issue. This is why I titled today's show a thorny issue. And I wonder what you think about it. Amy Coney Barrett is a very bright lady.
1: Has a wonderful mind. By the way, I know that... Uh, one of the Supreme Court ladies there doesn't know her case pronouns. Um, well, I'll think of her name in a moment. But uh, she, she's a bad, a bad writer. And a bad writer, if you're a lawyer, is a bad thinker. I'll
0: think of her name. And, uh, but that's not Amy Coney Barrett. She knows the language very, very well. So let me get this straight. They want her to recuse herself because she's Christian. Well, shouldn't the black Supreme Court Justice recuse herself because she's black on any issue that that involves blacks? I mean, where do you go with this? Where, where, Where do you stop this? See, this is You know, this is going to sound strange, but if I'm a cake baker and I'm baking from a store that I had to get a business license for that business where I bake and I sell to the public. Can I personally refuse to bake a cake for somebody whom I personally find distasteful, obnoxious, I disapprove of, So let me ask you the same question as another way. So I'm a surgeon. I'm a medical doctor. I'm a surgeon. And I am the very best. But I don't like operating on short people. So I'm going to refuse to do it. My medical license is given to me by a public organization. I'm not operating in my garage. If I'm baking the cake in my kitchen
1: and let's say a gay person comes to my house and wants me to bake him a cake, I don't have to do that. I'm pretty clear on that. I don't have to
0: do that. I, I don't have a license. I'm not selling to the public. The license was granted under the assumption. So I think I give up when I'm the surgeon and when I'm the
1: cake baker, my right to refuse service to someone
0: whom I personally find distasteful for any number of reasons, if I'm licensed by the state to do that business. Because the person for whom you're baking the cake or operating on paid taxes, if indeed, let's assume they're citizens and all, to the state So for me, it's a pretty clear decision that if you rule
1: in favor of, I don't know how they're going to rule, in favor of the cake baker's ability to
0: refuse baking a cake for a gay couple, you have started a slippery slope. And therefore, any other professional. I I, I know a doctor for whom I'm not going to get too personal about this, but I know a doctor who's a very good doctor who's a very liberal political person. But it never comes up when that doctor administers care or advice to a patient simply because he patient might not be liberal. If it did, you'd have a world of problems getting medical treatment. Or if the court somehow allows him to do that since it allowed the cake maker to do it,
1: you've got a problem. It's gonna be very interesting, my friends. Very interesting. Have a great day. We may have Ted Yoho with us tomorrow. We may not. He's in travel and meetings again. Thank you very much, production, and have a great day. Warhol Command Center out.